welcome to your Dream Life Collective podcast hosted by me Ishita Khattar. Dream Life Collective podcast is a podcast where every week we will discuss strategies and tips on how to live your dream life. We will talk about topics like productivity, social media, fashion, lifestyle, business, motherhood and a lot more with the hope that this motivation takes you a step towards your dream life. Welcome to the 16th episode of Dream Life Collective podcast. In today's episode, I have a very special guest with me. She is a coach, a blogger and a very successful entrepreneur who left her city life and has moved to a small town in the mountains. She is Katrina Folkman. This episode will be jam-packed with information and inspiration. So let's have her on the show, shall we? Sure. Hi Katrina, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Ishrita. Thank you for having me. Okay. I've given an introduction about you to the listeners, but why don't you tell us a little something about you? Because I'm sure I would have missed something out in the vast array of activities that you do. Yeah, so many different activities. I think most of you guys know me from my Instagram profile. You know that uh, One Up Baby is a place where we share lots of different advices, some related to parents and kids, some related to personal development. In fact, uh, lately we started sharing more and more interesting information related to subconscious mind on how to use your mind, use your brain to create much happier environment for yourself, for your family, for your kids. In my um, in my other activities, I also, of course, have a full-time job. I'm head of analytics and one of the major NBFCs in India. I enjoy data analytics and advanced science. And on my education, from my educational standpoint, I have several master degrees, both in science and in business. I have MBA from Wharton Business School, of course, the main, the most wonderful business school in the world. I'm just not biased, not at all. <laughs> but that was like so, so many years ago. And uh, people also ask me, Katrina, where are you from? And that's a very difficult question because yes, I was born in Russia, but I left Russia many, many, many years ago. I went to Canada. I completed my education in Canada. I did some work in Canada, moved to America, and actually spent most of my life in New York City. And after marriage last seven years, we moved back to India. My husband is Indian. And here we are. And currently I'm in Himachal. We are pursuing our dream of building our dream house here in the mountains. Wow. That's so much. And I mean, it's uh, a lot of people's dream to, you know, move to the mountains and you've actually done it, you know, whereas people like us, we just talk about it and no one has the guts to really go and actually do something like this. But there you are sitting in the mountains, living your dream life and enjoying every bit of it and providing value to each and every follower of yours and, you know, every student of yours who takes all those courses and trainings from you. Thank you. Yes, I think Ishita, it's possible. It's just sometimes we have some kind of doubt in our mind. Is it possible? And it just takes a little bit of personal bravery to say, yes, possible, not a problem. As long as we have high-speed internet connection, which is available now pretty much everywhere. In fact, on top of our mountain connection is so strong, we can easily watch movies there. So it's, uh, it's fine. It is possible. It can be arranged regardless of your business or profession, especially in the year 2020 when everybody is shifting to digital channels. Right, right. So, uh, Katrina, I wanted to ask you that, you know, you started uh, your digital journey as a blogger and influencer, more specifically a mom blogger. And how has that transitioned from you from blogging to, you know, starting your programs and helping out people? No, it was uh, such an interesting story because, yes, as a, by my education, I'm a scientist and I was always fascinated with human brain and how we can make our brains sharper and faster. That was one of my main topics of my research for my whole life. But uh, when baby was born, when my baby was born as every enthusiastic mom, I tried to do a lot of development activities for her and wanted to share this 
this wonderful experience with my uh, with my followers on my blog very quickly i realized two things firstly our wonderful babies don't need so much of our push to develop just fine you know it's a bit uh, we're doing too much of this sometimes and secondly moms who follow me they started messaging me saying katrina this is very interesting but we simply don't have enough energy we don't have enough uh, you know strength left we're exhausted we don't have enough positivity and this mental focus to even try this kind of activities with our babies what to do so from that my focus shifted on helping firstly young moms and young dads and parents to find this extra emotional energy, mental energy, to feel better about themselves, especially very difficult with young kids. And now it's expanded more and more into any kind of young educated people, not necessarily parents. I have quite a lot of students who are not married yet, and they also look into this kind of knowledge and habits and resources to find enough strength to pursue your dreams and just overall enjoy life much much better much fully in complete capacity of their own emotions and their brain so that's how this program started initially from helping moms but now expanded in the last three years to different different topics of happiness money love relationships most recent classes about life mission we spent four weeks trying to help trying to find what is that focus of your life the mission main main meaning of your life which is very different for each person wow that's that's so great you know we always hear people complain myself included up until i started coaching with you that we don't have enough time in the day and you know there you are managing to fit everything your programs your coaching sessions your corporate job your blogging and on top of that a wonderful little baby girl so how do you manage to do all of this do you have any time management tips <laughs> time machine yes time can be stretched yes uh, it's a focus of your attention if you use uh, all your time mindfully you notice what exactly you're doing during every moment of your day and you don't do it forcefully it's only it can it becomes your habit also uh, you know exactly <clears throat> what needs to be done in different time of the day so your day goes you know you squeeze maximum value from every single day for example morning time is great for creativity afternoon is wonderful to get in touch with people for my main work for my office job for my students as well then evening time is best to relax and that's the time for family and i never compromise on that you know, I'm very strict of not having any kind of work-related activities in the evening and definitely not even engaging in Instagram and blogging. That's the time for the family. So when I know exactly what to do and what time and when it's the best time, I don't have to make so many choices every day. I find my clients, they almost face this question every morning, what to do now? what to do now and they spend too much of mental energy on these choices if you establish your routine your habits it goes like a well-oiled machine your day your uh, best activities through the whole day right i totally agree the more choices we have i think the more time we waste choosing what activity to do now and what to do later yeah, yeah you know exactly. uh, Katrina, I would especially like to know how you manage to focus on your work along with having a child who you are now unschooling, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Correct. So, Shannon, we decided to unschool her because we are truly blessed to have a wonderful environment here. She is outside almost the whole day. She is exposed to nature. She can see flowers, plants farm farm life she can see butterflies she has some local friends here so that is the best schooling we can give her at this age of five five years old and interestingly that she of course copying us me and my husband so if she can see me reading my books she's trying to come and find her book and try to understand and put a to b b to c and at that moment i jump in and help her so do I help you to learn something new? Of course, but I leave this initiative to her. 
I'm not going to say, okay, three o'clock, time to study. It's not a homeschooling. I'm not playing a role of some ma'am here. I'm not a ma'am teacher. I am simply here if she has some questions, like why butterfly is flying, I will explain. If she's not curious about it, no problem. Let her go and play and run around. Wow, that's such a different perspective to everything that we've been noticing around us these days because moms, you know, myself included, like, you know, I had this thing in my mind that, you know, as soon as my baby turns 18 months, I need to put him in that mother-toddler program. And, you know, there you are, like, you know, just taking your child out of school and, you know, letting her learn on her own. It's, it's a very fresh perspective to schooling and learning. You know, Ishita, it's uh, with all my exposure right now that I have to artificial intelligence, uh, AI, and different technologies that developing every day around us. The world is changing so fast, and who knows how fast it's going to change in the next 20 years by the time when our kids are going to enter the workforce. So it's very naive to assume that whatever school program is going to offer right now is still going to be relevant at that time. But there are some universal qualities that for sure will be required in any profession. And these qualities are <clears throat> curiosity, creativity, ability to make decisions independently without some manager telling you what to do. So these qualities might be uh, unfortunately destroyed in the wrong system. I know some schools are wonderful, and we saw some wonderful schools in Gurgaon that encourage this kind of uh, qualities and curiosity and creativity, but some schools still emphasize, you know, memorizing, memorize this paragraph and that paragraph and pass your exam. So that is not going to be required. Some professions that fully based on memory will become obsolete and AI is replacing these professions as we speak. So. Sometimes, you know, taking a little bit of risk, like people say, you take so much risk, but it's actually safer long term. And people who stay in traditional environment might actually take more risk than me because they assume the world is not going to change, but the world is changing faster than we speak. Right, right. You know, so yesterday I put up a story on my Instagram asking people if they have any questions for you. This was one of the first question and one of the most repeated questions that people asked was that now that you're unschooling Shannon and she's always around you and how do you manage to focus your time on work? And how do you take time out to work? Because, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of people are forced to work at home or work from home. And earlier those women who had work office jobs would go to office now are forced to being at home along with their child and their children are getting more clingy and attached to the mothers so how do you manage to you know um, take care of all of these things together and focus and concentrate on your work as well so i think from the beginning shannon was always uh, very independent she was growing she knows that she can play by herself and that was very early skill again because we didn't put her in some play school too early you know when you put your kids uh, into some system and then suddenly the system disappears they lost they don't know what to do how to play alone if my child was not part of the system she always knows that there is some playroom she has some barbie dolls she has this outdoor activities so she's more comfortable like She's five years old right now. So right now I'm speaking with you. I don't even know where she's running around somewhere outside. She's busy by herself. When she needs me, she knows where to find me. She knows mama is in her office room doing her job. She might come and say, hey, mom, can you take a break? If I can, I will. And we read something together. If, uh, But most of the time she knows that I'm busy and she will do something to engage herself. Because, you know, Ishita, most creative kid is the bored kid. If your kid is bored, there is no need to invent some creative activities to keep him ex excited, right? Leave him alone. It's okay. He will invent some activities for himself when he is bored and there's nothing to do. <clears throat> and uh, my answer also to these moms who said, well, Katrina, you're blessed that your child is outdoors and we are indoor. It's okay too. Even indoors, kid, kids can be very creative if they have nothing to do. They have no activity, mom has no plan for them, mom is busy, TV is off, TV is not going to switch on before 6 o'clock in the evening, 
so what to do? What our ancestors used to do? <laughs> they would take some kitchen stuff, some utensils, you know, I don't know, play some drums using some kitchen pots. Kids are actually super creative if you don't force them into specific activities. Right. You know, I'm always throughout the day thinking, how can I fill my baby's day with activities? How can I make him learn more? But, you know, listening to this is definitely changing my perspective towards filling his day with structured activities. I would, of course, let him, you know, play unstructured games and let him explore more on his own so that he gets a chance to be more independent. Yeah, of course, you can create the environment for that. For example, I always say that keep books low on the low shelves, almost on the floor. So Shannon knows that if she's bored, she can open up some picture books. She is not reading herself yet, but she's trying. But at least she likes to look through the books. Or she knows where the Lego is. If she's in the mood for Lego, she can reach out to that. So she doesn't need my help. So environment, kids-friendly environment with some interesting things strategically planted in the right places in front of your kid that's fine but when the kid decides to do it that we should leave up to them because not only it's easier of course it's thousands times easier for mom but secondly you don't destroy this independence this decision making that will serve your kids so well when he will be running big teams and 20 years from now running some corporations. He has to make decisions. He doesn't have mom to organize it for him. Right, right. And that's such a great tip, you know, for women who want to focus on work alongside having a baby at home that, you know, let the child be and let keep things at a distance where the baby can see and let him sort of try to occupy himself and try to come up with new things and uh, that's a great uh, tip for women. So, uh, Katrina, I remember reading one of your posts where you said that, you know, where required, we should outsource activities, especially like cooking and cleaning so that we get time to focus on building our business. I think that would be true for hiring help in your business as well, right? Yes, of course. Yes. Any activity that you don't particularly enjoy can be outsourced. I and mean, there is somebody who will do it even better than you. Well, you can focus on your talents, your main areas. When you think is the right time in a business to hire help? And, you know, if someone does decide to hire help, then what are the kind of activities they should delegate? So um, I strongly believe in bootstrapping. Yeah. So any business, in my view, should go through initial proof of concept stage. When you prove to yourself that your business idea is viable. So if you start outsourcing from day one, you need to pay for it. And that's what stops a lot of people saying, I just need the money to start my business. And I uh, smile and I argue and I say, no, <clears throat> you need your business to make money. So start with basic proof of concept and simplify. Think about really what do you need to prove to yourself that your idea is wonderful. You need to create a basic product and you need to sell it and see that people have interest in this. For that, you don't need a beautiful website and expensive designer of your website. For that, you don't need a physical location to sell your products. You need a you know, Instagram page or social media page. You need some basic landing page that you can construct by yourself in half an hour and you need the flow and you need a great idea so that's the starting point once you prove to yourself that you have several clients the clients start paying for your talents or maybe initially they you offer something for free to test your uh, ideas as well uh, as soon as you start making money here is the right point to check where you can scale up and make a right business decision what investment of your profit will bring you truly additional customers additional value here so don't just go for beautiful website because kind of everyone has website but does it really going to bring you extra clients nowadays you have to pay to bring traffic to the website while on your social media page you can easily create thousands of clients without any investments yeah right a lot of so people you know bootstrap okay so a lot of people i know get stuck when you know they're starting something new and they say that you know we want a perfect looking website we want this we want that and you know that's something in my opinion which 
uh, stops people from actually doing the work and you know rather focusing they end up focusing on things which probably will matter but eventually for now you can start off with whatever you have like an instagram page is free you can start off with that yeah yes yeah that is maybe a lack of experience so you need to that's great if somebody can mentor you and tell you look don't worry about it focus on the core value your core product that you offer of service so anything that you can offer through digital channels mostly look even bakers right now have instagram pages and find most of their clients through instagram facebook is wonderful too even youtube so all of these channels are great to reach out to people right so you know katrina anyone who follows you on instagram would know that you're so much into personal development and you know after having three masters degree that doesn't stop you from learning every day and becoming a better version of yourself so i would want to ask you know why according to you personal development is so important and how can one do it how can one you know uh, invest in themselves and uh, take the path of personal development you know i think <clears throat> i think it's almost not a choice it's such a requirement because in life there is no stability it's only up or down so if you're not developing that's my strong personal belief is either you're developing or you start stagnating and essentially you're moving down in life you cannot expect to stay at the same level you start moving down and down and soon you lose some you know this drive and we see these people middle age or even elders that kind of lost the spark somewhere along the way they lost this appetite for life so the recipe against it the medicine against it is this personal development where in which area you decide it's completely fine if you develop as a artist uh, you maybe learn to sing you learn foreign languages you learn something new for your profession if you it uh, you know coder you so many new languages coming up if you are doctor of course you have tons of new research coming every day so in every profession there is something to learn yeah in right. every if it's not profession if you happen to choose to stay as a a housewife a lady of the house that's fantastic as well there is so many things to learn and develop as uh, in context of you being a housewife i have some friends who you know i'm just amazed how beautifully she is a hostess and she is uh, organizing her house she is running it like a ship with a very strict <laughs> kind you know she is organizing parties people just amazed and that's where your spark is that's where your sunshine is so i'm not saying everybody has to become professional not at all you find your life mission for some people it's family and house for some people it's profession for some it's a business or art but this movement this new ideas novelty for your brain that what keeps us young essentially young and uh, growing right you know it's so important to prioritize yourself like both your you know development as and also your health and you know which i see from your stories every day that you know you're so much into uh, taking care of yourself your body your health so <coughs> you know how do you manage to stay inspired to you know take care of yourself both mentally and physically each and every day See, for quite a long time it became a habit Uh, it started perhaps after baby was born when Shannon was 2 3 months i was not in such a great shape in fact i was 27 kg more than i was before pregnancy imagine it was my first pregnancy so i thought well great let's <laughs> relax and eat <laughs> so uh, suddenly baby was delivered and surprise surprise the weight is still here so <laughs> disappeared after delivery so i had c section so after 2 3 months when i recovered from c section i started some new habits I interestingly i got um, i took some classes in yoga online online from some trainers and those people introduced me to meditation then i took classes in transcendental meditation and these small changes you know possible even in this corporate job i just structured my morning around it it could be yoga it could be run in the morning and in the last 5 years it became such a strong habit like if i don't do it i am not enjoying the whole day something i feel my body is very stiff my energy is not here so for me it became like you can say addiction or 
I have to do it in the morning to make sure my whole day goes well. And that doesn't have to be long exercise. It's enough for me to do 10 minutes of yoga and five minutes of meditation if I'm really stressed on time. Wow. Could you, I mean, share your morning routine with us? Because I'm sure everyone would be very much interested to know how your morning looks like, even though we see a lot of it on your stories. Yes. So normally we, we all wake up around five o'clock. We all miss my husband and his family. I am hoping that baby Shannon sleeps longer and sometimes I'm lucky and she sleeps until 6, 6.30. Sometimes when, especially we have a little dog now, puppy, he makes a lot of noise and Shannon wakes up as well. That's fine. Again, she's five years old, so she can join me in my activities. And my morning starts with a glass of warm water. Two or three days a week, I can add uh, apple, apple cider vinegar in this water because I'm kappa. So just warning, guys, if you have no idea what is kappa, what is dosha, don't use apple, <laughs> apple cider because maybe it's not right for you. So speak to your Ayurvedic doctor. But I do have it sometimes. It's, um, uh, okay, we don't have to <laughs> explain a lot of details here. But yes, glass of warm water. I am either going for the run or I can do yoga. Yoga we usually do with my husband, who is also loves this morning exercise. In the same time, baby is running around, the dog is running around. Uh, then I'm taking shower and I start my day with my private clients. I do have two, three private clients in the morning almost every day. If uh, some days I keep free, like maybe Wednesday and Saturday, Sunday, keep free of such activities, I might work on my programs, I might think about new webinars, new developments for my Instagram page. And around 10 o'clock, I start my main uh, office activities. Before that, I usually grab for breakfast around 9 o'clock. <clears throat> so yes, people ask me, how you stay so hungry between 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock? I might have a coffee around 8 or so, but Again, this is just a habit. So I know that by the time I'm having breakfast, nine o'clock, I will be enough, hungry enough to, to, to really enjoy it. And my baby also having breakfast, not the first thing after she wakes up, but much, much later, after she's already tired and already hungry. So uh, then office work, lunch breaks, you know, usual things. Around six, I'm done. I'm not going to work after six. That's one of my values and priorities <laughs> but this is a great time to check my instagram once again if you see most of my posts are around seven o'clock so maybe between six and seven i will do some photos actually it's a very beautiful sunset time and best time to quickly click a couple of beautiful pictures if i need something for my instagram and um and that's the time i'm trying to make usual daily posts around seven o'clock in the evening and after that, my family time, we have early dinner also around seven o'clock, not later than that. We might go for a walk around uh, in the forest here. We do enjoy some movies together. It could be some adventure or some movies that baby Shannon can enjoy. It could be some mystery thrillers, you know, hello, Netflix. Thank you for lots of choices <laughs> here. And that's how we relax. But, you know, by nine o'clock, Everybody is so tired because we wake up so early. So naturally, we, uh, most of the family actually be very blessed that even my husband's parents and uh, brother and sister, everybody is kind of going to sleep around nine. And it's very dark here in Himachal, nine o'clock. You know, you wouldn't find any neighbors walking around. It's completely dark. So the whole village is going to sleep nine, and that that helps to wake up at five o'clock naturally, even sometimes without alarm clock. Right, right. Wow, so many great takeaways to take from your routine. You know, so many little pieces of information that you know you can take out from your routine. That's so great. <laughs> um, so, Katina, you know, anyone who goes through your Instagram account who follows you there, your page is full of information. Each post is like a mini lesson for someone looking from the outside. 
it might look like you know all of this comes effortlessly to you but could you tell us a little bit about your content planning process and how does it look behind the scenes do you have like on a particular day you're going to be talking about this or you're going to be talking about this do you plan in advance or do you just post daily whatever comes to your mind or whatever you feel is right for that day uh, sure i do have some plans usually they are around different programs that i run so I am trying to align the topics of my posts with the focus, what kind of program I'm going to launch that month. So for example, this month soon, I'm going to once again, launch the program about love and relationship. So I start preparing kind of people to focus them, focus my readers on the topics of love, uh, jealousy, being a good wife, being a bad wife, how to deal with parents-in-law, what about your friends, you know, how about children and babies. So that is becoming kind of overarching topics. I, of course, can dilute it a little bit, so it's not too boring for people. I can dilute it with some interesting moments for me, like I want to make a post about my diet because I recently had consultation with Ayurvedic doctors. So people ask me, Katrina, so what was the result? How, what did you learn? So I want to make posts about that. So it usually will be maybe half content will be planned in advance to warm up people, to focus them on the topic of my future webinars or my uh, programs. And the rest might have uh, uh, spontaneously almost i'm trying to make myself to write uh, some of the you know less informative posts i know it's my development area that every post is so long and actually people like it i know but i simply cannot make myself write like one line posts you know this is how i'm running into friday like most bloggers do hear me in my sari running into friday uh, oh man no better i'm not going to post anything so I am unfortunately, I think it might be a downside because people uh, might get tired from too much content as well. But um, uh, some posts are making a bit of a game, gamification, asking questions from my followers. Uh, best, best inspiration for me is questions on direct messages. Now, after running my blog for three years, I have very active channel on direct messages. People ask questions, people share their concerns and their stories. And that's how I know what I should post next. I'm thinking, wow, this is a great question. I can answer it here, but let me share it as a post. That's what we need, what people need to hear. So that's one great source of inspiration. And the second, of course, whatever I read myself, whatever classes I'm taking myself, that is something I feel i need to share look i read about some interesting research about some you know marriages let me share it with people so that is becoming also a source of uh, inspiration right you know i must say that you've created a very very engaged community over on instagram you have over fifty thousand followers now so do you have any tips for someone who's looking to grow a following so it depends on what is your current audience for different stages of development you need to use different uh, channels for growth but i can say that for me a simple targeting you know how you target and you promote some of your posts it works very sometimes but not very often it's only when the post is so obviously engaging for so many different types of people then it might worth investment to promote it to capture some more audiences and I had this kind of post that brought me like 500 followers because they just became fine. Like that post when I'm milking the cow in Himacho or Buffalo and the people said, oh, strange, this blonde girl uh, milking the Himacho Buffalo, what is she doing? So they kind of got interested. And But if your post is serious and have serious content, promoting it may not bring that audience that you want to have. So in my best advice will be to connect these people, bloggers, who has similar size of the audience and similar topic in a way that um, maybe not exactly the same as you, but they complementary to your content. Like in my case, for example, even Ayurveda uh, accounts are very complementary because people who focus on personal development, they also love to learn more about different types of food and health and exercise. 
And uh, so those kind of bloggers, I am happy to share their content with my followers and they're happy to share mine. And that brings the best high quality audience who truly will appreciate what I'm writing about. Not just some random people who saw some pretty picture and decided to like and follow, but they're not truly my people. They're not truly my crowd. Right, that's such valuable information, you know, like collaboration always brings out the best of two accounts and, you know, it gives you a chance to go into and showcase your work to someone else's audience as well and, you know, take leverage the advantage of that. Yes, and be very careful, guys, when you're asking bloggers to promote you, you do your research, you go to account of this blogger and see who is following them. Who is commenting on their pictures? Sometimes blogger might have 30,000, but if you click on this 30,000, you'll see a lot of, you know, Arabian bots, uh, purchased bots <laughs> that are not going to bring any value to your account. In fact, it can be dangerous for you. So uh, you look at how many comments each post has. It should be active community. People should not only like, again, like is easy, but comment, thoughtful comments from people who read the post. So you do research and find if you want to invest and pay for some promotion for some bloggers, do your research for sure. If you don't want to pay, find accounts of similar size and promote each other. Like when I was 500 followers or 1,000 followers, I would find uh, mom blogger accounts of the same size and we promote each other. We do follow Friday when four of us come together and we get Suddenly from 1,000, we jumped to 4,000 because people are kind of uh, similar people following uh, all of us. So that's the best advice to grow. Definitely no engagement groups. Man, this is such a big mistake and waste of time. You have the same, you know, 50 people commenting on all of your posts because of engagement group, right? You know how people get together for engagement. Right. Um, to, to, to support each other but Instagram can see it it feels that something is fishy the algorithm is feeling that same 10 people commenting on all your posts <laughs> so it's not going to show your post to outside of this group and that's not what we need you want people to read your uh, content and you know these engagement groups engagement pods like you know they don't even bring out of course they are probably going to increase your engagement to some extent but in my opinion if you are selling a product or any service they are not going to buy from you because they would be worried about their own product or services yeah yeah no it's completely takes a lot of time and if you spend the same time engaging with your own followers even though there is only let's say 1000 followers but instead of uh, having comments on somebody's uh, you know engagement post you go on the pages of your followers you comment back to them you engage with them you message them and that becomes much much better way, uh, spend of your time Right. That, that's a great tip too. So, uh, Katrina, you know, yesterday when I asked on Instagram, so people sent me a few questions. So I'm going to ask those questions. A lot of it we've already covered throughout in uh, the podcast, but uh, just a few questions. Those were not asked. I'm going to ask you those. So someone asked how to convert followers to customers and how to prompt people to buy from you. Um, great, great question. I think when you uh, share uh, something that you love to do, what you, um, what is part of your kind of business proposition, it shines through most of your posts, most of your content. Like it's difficult to artificially uh, create this path. You know, some bloggers focus a lot on some kind of marketing funnel. But what I do, firstly, I share a lot of valuable information, even in my free posts or in my free webinars i put the same <clears throat> the same quality of information and the same level of my personal energy into everything i do whether it's free or paid it's not doesn't matter so people feel okay wow if she has a free webinar which is so helpful how much helpful content i'm going to get if i pay for it wow so <laughs> let me try and um, of course, after that, there is a warm-up stages <clears throat> when people might go for something affordable for them just to test what is it out there in your paid program. 
uh, then the ownership to you to deliver the quality so people become hooked and they like one program they sign up for second and third and fourth people uh, joke that katrina your programs are addictive i came to one program i want to take more so that is the your main product that's your craft how you craft your programs that people pay and they understand i want to have more of this so they become loyal clients repeated clients but first initial step yes it's a free information free value added to their lives and after this freebie freebies usually in the form of webinars or free test weeks of some of my programs people say okay you know what i think it makes sense let me invest i'm going to invest my you know 1000 or 700 and they go to first step and after that they go for much more expensive programs as well right right so providing value is the number one thing that anyone should do who's looking to convert followers into customers yes share share free don't worry about it some people worry that okay if i share these things for free how what people are going to buy from me but this is a limiting belief in a, in a way it's a fear because information is not limited just because <clears throat> valuable information is not counted in you know 100 units and if you share 80 you cannot sell anything else it's endless you always find something else to add to sell so don't worry about sharing value for free agreed agreed so do you have any suggestions for someone who started a new venture but is still doing their regular full time job because you know they still require financial aid to support their family and they also require financial aid in their business and once this business picks up they decide to quit so do you have any suggestions how to go about this yes uh, it's a time management you don't have to spend 12 hours a day in your passion you can easily manage let's say between hours of 6 o'clock in the morning and 9 or 10 that's a great morning block of time uh, in the beginning i think i also did night time <laughs> work when i was really trying to get my things off the ground or if uh, there is certain moments of time when i wake up at 4 o'clock even when i need to deliver some programs on time so that i do before my official office time works starts so that becomes a question of priorities so in those days you might have less time let's say maybe watching netflix or your yoga might uh, take a second seat behind your program that you're trying to launch in that specific month but you be uh, you can be mindful about it and you say okay fine this one month i'm not going to do my yoga but i focus fully on creating 25 videos for my new program i'm going to launch it on november 1st and from that day i'm going to focus on my yoga once again because it's also important so uh, that's how i used to manage it now it's much more stable because many of my programs already developed the content already here so but uh, that's how i do it i think a good time management comes again very important once again right but you know, i can tell you guys that it's totally possible it's everything that the people say no no but it's i see it in so many examples of my friends sometimes it's not your second kind of business what you're trying to accomplish sometimes it's your passion somebody wants to learn to become oil painter and she spends one hour every morning learning that it's it's not for business it's not for profit it's for herself for her soul and she says that during the office time i cannot do it so i wake up a little bit earlier but i do it consistently and that brings me joy so planning your uh, things important for you planning things that brings you joy it's also important you know a lot of people had questions regarding time management and any tips that you have which i think we've more or less covered throughout the episode is there anything else that you would want to add on time management i think very important that time management what i suggested here that includes putting you in the center of your day a lot of people a lot of ladies especially they sacrifice through the whole day they put priorities of others ahead of their own priorities for example they think that baby continuously needs their activities of their help 
right? They think they, they should, instead of doing their business, they have to go back to kitchen and polish the floor. Oh, here you go, and babies coming, just exactly on the point of time management. But my point was here that you set up your priorities and your boundaries. Like, look, Shannon coming and she knows mom is busy, but after five minutes, mom will finish her work and go and play with her. So, uh, but I am deciding that. You don't, um, you know, sacrifice your own time and your own interest, hoping that somebody will say, wow, you're such a good wife, you're such a good girl, you're such a wonderful mom. Nobody will say it, but in the end of the day, you will do activities that you don't want to do, and your business will be not taken care of, and your dreams are not coming true. And there's nobody to blame, because it's not their interest, it's it's your Oh, sorry, Shita, Shannon, baby's here. Not See? a problem. We all are mothers. I think we understand how this works. <laughs> okay, so I hope my last point makes sense because that point of focus on yourself is very, very important. So, uh, Katrina, before we end the episode, there's this one last question that I would want to ask you. And I ask all the guests who've been on the episode for you to share three books that have changed your life. It can be either professionally or personally? Very interesting question and really difficult to change, to, to choose so many, right? But if I have to get started, I would recommend you guys a book called Tools of Titans, The Tools of Titans by Timothy Ferris. It's a collection of short essay, almost one page for one, uh, for one essay per page from people who have leadership of opinions in different areas, from science, from business, from spirituality. I think the whole book is broken into health, wealth, and wisdom. And there was one of my first inspirations for the right habits for health, for the right habits around your finances and wealth. So, Tools of Titans. Definitely okay. need to get this book. Yes. Number two, uh, why don't you go for Stumble on Happiness? wonderful book about how how happiness is all around us it's called stumble on happiness uh, that same um basics about what makes us happy and unhappy that i teach in my make happiness program and the last book will be more spiritual it's called journey of souls journey of souls um i I believe it's Paul, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just confused now with different book, but it doesn't matter, you just find Journey of Souls. And I started reading this book around four years ago, my sister-in-law passed away in Russia. She was a wonderful friend for me, and she was almost my age, and she passed away from cancer. And that made me question, so what is out there? What is after death? And this book is documentary book, it's uh, nonfiction. It's based on results of hypnosis and regression analysis of research institutes in America. So they describe a lot of stories and case studies, not when people almost die and come back to life. No, it's they really regress people back to previous lives and especially what happens between lives. Why is it important? It gives you such a big picture of what are we really doing here? How our soul is designing our own path in life so it helps take challenges that we face here this kind of smile on your face saying okay well yeah it's a difficult moment in time but i designed it i decided for myself it's important for me to have difficult mother-in-law or it's important for me to have difficult office job on crazy boss because i choose it as my uh, training grounds to become stronger as a soul so wonderful book gives you a much deeper picture of the world. Why? Because people love to ask questions. Why me? You know, why I have to suffer for all this? Well, it helps you understand that it's all for your own benefit, for your own growth. Well, sounds very interesting. We'll definitely look into this book as well. Great. So thank you for being on the show. It was wonderful talking to you, Katrina. And you're always, as always, full of information and lessons. So it was really, really great talking to you today. And I hope my listeners also enjoyed as much as I did. Thank you so much, Ishita. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for inspiring so many entrepreneurial ladies and gentlemen. I always referred your page to my friends saying, you guys have to check it out. 
So I wish you best and growth, fast growth of your community. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katrina. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to your Dream Life Collective podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you could rate this podcast and leave a review. Also, please share this podcast with your friends. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. I'll see you in my next episode.